Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Hello and welcome to the Profit with Law podcast. I'm your host, Moshe Amsel. And today, this is a bonus episode with an excerpt from our Law Firm Growth Summit. Our summit is coming up. Our 2022 event is coming up December 5th to the 7th. And we want you there. Um, The Law Firm Growth Summit, if you're not familiar with it, is an event that is absolutely free to attend. It's run virtually. We do a really good job with virtual events. It's not your typical Zoom webinar. It is a a conference platform where you can come and meet other attorneys um, and uh, uh, other people who are on the same at the same level as you and collaborate with them. We give you an an opportunity to network. We give you an opportunity to connect with them. Uh, We also bring in some amazing vendors uh, and we have a vendor booth area where you can get um, access to questions that you might have for them on what their product has to offer, um, special deals that they might offer that um, is not available anywhere else. And uh, you're getting that exclusively at the Law Firm Growth Summit. Now, the real meat and potatoes of the event is the topics, the sessions. And what we did this year is we we broke up the, the tracking of those sessions into your specific uh, law firm size. So we have the startup category, which is zero to 250K in revenue. We have the expansion category, 250K to, to 2 million. And we have the legacy creator category, which is 2 million and above. And those are just guidelines, but we really tried to gear the topics to our variation of audience. We want everybody in, you know, to to be able to attend and get get value. So we don't want you to feel like, oh, this is this is beneath me or this is too too um, too advanced for me. We want you to have the right information for you. Now we have over thirty leaders and experts and influencers in the, in the industry that are going to be gracing our stage. Uh, so you want to make sure that you don't miss it. You want to go to lawfirmgrowsummit.com forward slash podcast lawfirmgrowthsummit.com forward slash podcast and join us at the 2022 Law Firm Growth Summit. There's other exciting things going on. We're going to have some game shows, some prizes, um, and uh, other opportunities for you to to really enjoy the event um, and get the most out of it possible. On top of that, we have two amazing keynote sessions. We have Mike Michalowicz, renowned book author, of Profit First and Clockwork and Pumpkin Plan and Fix This Next and Toilet Paper Entrepreneur. Um, he he actually spoke last year at the 2021 event on Profit First. This year, he is not talking on Profit First, uh, but everybody loved his talk so much that I had to have him come back. And he's going to be doing a talk on uh, creating uh, a, a business that can run without you uh, based on the content of his book, Clockwork. It's going to be a great talk. You want to make sure that you be that you're there. And then we have Jennifer Jennifer Core Guthbert. Um, and Jennifer is a rock star law firm owner out of Atlanta. She's the uh, owns the Atlanta personal injury firm, and she is one of only ten women owned business to make the Inc. Five Thousand list this year, which is huge. Um, rapidly growing firm, and she's going to be talking about how to stake your claim. 
right? Like what, like take, take what's yours, uh, you know, own the right to be successful um, and how to do it while balancing uh, your personal life in the process. She's a mom, she's got young kids. Um, how does she do it all uh, with, you know, with all of that other stuff going on without sacrificing those pieces? And um, I'm excited to have her uh, joining us as a keynote speaker as well. So some really amazing stuff going on at the Law Firm Growth Summit. Remember, registration's absolutely free. All you got to do is go to lawfirmgrowthsummit.com forward slash podcast and um, and and register and sign up. So uh, the link to that is in, in the, the description of this episode. You don't have to go far. Just go in your podcast player, click that link and go in and put in your information and make sure that you register for the event so you can join us at the 2022 Law Firm Growth Summit. So I think uh, a lot of you here know me, but um, I'm Maddie Martin. I'm the head of growth and education for Smith AI. Uh, obviously, you know, 24-7 virtual receptionist, calls, chats, texts, Facebook messages. We really cover every main channel so that we can handle answering intake and scheduling while you go and do other things that are the highest value of your time. Uh, the majority of our clients are law firms. So uh, what we're going to be talking about is really a lot of the systems and automations and delegation opportunities so that you can grow faster and better. And specifically, I've identified 10 tasks, 10 sort of like buckets of tasks that um, are really the lowest hanging fruit, the highest impact, uh, that even if there's one of these things that you add, uh, I think that you will be uh, really off to the races and able, able to focus your time that you save on other things that are more valuable. So when we look at the systems, just so, you know, before I get into it, I think it's important to say, okay, if I'm not going to go with these systems, or if I want to add an 11th and a 12th task, for example, like what am I going to add um, and how am I going to evaluate it? Because like part of this is to show you, yeah, there are um, 10 things in this presentation, right? It's just a snapshot. It's a moment in time. But like what I really like to also help you do is to understand how you evaluate when you want to bring on other things to automate and delegate? How do I choose some of the systems that I'm looking at and recommending here? These are the factors that I, I consider um, sort of top of mind. They're not the only ones, but they're really important. So, you know, is it affordable? Bottom line, like, can I get into this without a three-year contract? If it's software, if it's um, you know, hiring someone versus outsourcing is obviously a factor there. Um, but when it comes to software and solutions, like, is it affordable? And you should know what that means to you. You know, like for, for certain firms, um, you know, a $300 a month add-on cost is going to be a threshold. And below that, it's affordable, uh, depending on impact. Obviously, value is a matter of impact and not just cost. Um, but also, you know, it may be a firm that has, you know, a thousand dollar threshold, a hundred dollar threshold. You have to know what your thresholds are and how they roll up to your total budget. But overall, they shouldn't require a long term commitment because software, because of the rat race that it's become, it's so competitive. There's so many players in the market. You know, I'll name a couple calendaring solutions in this presentation, and that's, you know, probably three of a of hundred really like, and probably there are 20 that you could choose from and be happy with. They have to also be adjustable. So your budgets and priorities change. So, you know, if you need to scale down a tier or up a tier within that same system, 
can it work for you? Like if you add on Clio or Lawmatics or you add on Salesforce, speaking of commitment, like if you add on some of these tools, can you scale up and down within the tool easily? Because you want to continue using it, but you might not want to use it the exact same way all the time. Are they customizable? So within that tier that you've set yourself at, like can you actually set it up in a way that makes sense for you? There are reasons for um, you know, some solutions being practice area specific. Uh, if you have billing integrated, maybe that's something that is important to you. What workflows do you need to set up? Do you need to be able to have two names on a single matter or not? So things like that that are customizable, if you have a practice area that requires something of the system that you've chosen and it doesn't expand into that void, that's that's really a problem. So make sure that you vet that up front. And then also, are they easy to use and monitor? You know, the more comprehensive they are, uh, for example, you know, we all know that Clio bought Lexicata, now it's Clio Grow. There is a reason for that. It's because it's really much easier to monitor the, you know, intake and the, you know, CRM, the case management when they're all within one unit. Now we could argue about, you know, how good that unit is, you know, Lawmatics um, and Clio together might be a much more powerful solution, um, but you have to balance that with, how many tabs are open and how many applications are open in your browser um, and how many different systems do you actually have to monitor on an hourly or daily, weekly, quarterly basis, right? Um, they should be easy. And if they're not easy to monitor, then you're going to have to factor in another solution that's a dashboard that draws in all of that information so you can keep tabs on it. Now, stemming from that, how well a solution will integrate with the other processes and systems that you have, absolutely critical because if you don't have everything in one place, in one little tidy system, and you want to customize it, and you can and should do that because you, know, you have more tools at your disposal, especially with Zapier now than ever, and it's more affordable than ever, and, and sort of like the IT help around this is more effective and accessible for small business owners than ever. Well, the only thing that's going to stop you from integrating is the software. And guess what? You don't direct their engineering team, even though I work for a company that's extremely directed by client requests. It's still, you know, not possible to say yes to everything. And you have to be mindful that this software is probably the slowest thing to move. And if you want to move, if you want your systems to talk to each other, you might actually have to pick another system that already integrates with the rest. Can Clio and Lawmatics, I'm using this as an example, work together? Yes. Can Slack and Clubhouse, which is a project management solution, work together? Yes, they talk to each other. They know how to exchange information and display it in those systems. Having that set up is going to greatly benefit you because you can more easily customize, pick and choose the software that you want, and you don't have to be your own engineer. You just have to click a few buttons, set up a Zapier workflow, and you're good to go. So the, the bottleneck there that we're solving is that the for example, um, you know, my case historically has not had an open API. What that means is that while Smith AI can pass call summaries, 
into hundreds of different you know, CRM case management systems. We can't pass it into my case because my case blocks it. It's not on us. So if you want that, then you have to either you know, hand add it, manually enter it, or choose another solution that will ingest it. You're not going to convince the My Case engineering team to do this for you. They have a million other things that are going on, right? So the reason that I say this is it's really important to um, you know, come at your software buying decisions, your service buying decisions with um, you know, the key factors in mind. And, and it's even helpful to have a chart, pros and cons, and these factors. What boxes do they check? And then the last thing that I'd like to say here is you know, if you are hiring people, outsource, receptionists, paralegals, bookkeepers, et cetera, maybe not bookkeepers so much in this case as paralegals and law clerks, legal assistants, receptionists, et cetera, do they have reasonable discretion? Because if they are limited in only following a script or only doing the work, don't talk back, that can be problematic because they often know how to do things better than you may in that specific area of their expertise. It's almost like going to Lawmatics, having a consultant like Jordan Ostroff, um, you know, implement it for you and you telling him how to do the implementation, right? So similarly, not exactly the perfect comparison, but I think you see the point. So um, why is this so important? I mean, obviously your systems, the better they are, you reduce your costs, you increase your profit, you have better work-life balance. Also business continuity. I mean, these systems can also make sure that you have things laid out, processes automated and systematized so that like, if you were to get COVID, which I hope you haven't, then um, you, if you're out for two weeks, if you're sick, your firm can run without you. We just said in the panel, Sam stated, the more reliant your firm is on you, sort of the less valuable that it is. So not only that, but if you have manuals and processes, if you have systems that you have really dug your heels into and you, you're using them effectively, that also adds value for your firm. You have an operating manual that someone is more likely to want to buy or invest in. I mean, these are factors that come up. So yes, it's about efficiency. Yes, it's about effectiveness. Yes, you want your staff to be happy and not doing manual work all the time, um, and, and you as well, but there is value here. So, you know, I've talked a lot about statistics. Um, you know, we can sort of skip past this stuff because we know what we already have heard for the last three days, and I sort of want to get to the meat of it. We don't have a ton of time today. So if anyone wants to just talk statistics, we can do so later. Um, now, what are the opportunities for automation? We talked about how we evaluate it, but how do we also identify where are the areas that are consuming a lot of my time or should be consuming a lot of someone's time or attention that aren't? So, you know, this is sort of an opportunity and I'm happy to share this deck is to say, you know, like what percent of my time goes to lead gen and marketing, client intake and conflict checks, et cetera, uh, the case details and administration around that, correspondence, word processing, like case research, delivery, like 
all of these different things, and this is just an example, there are probably plenty of different stages and aspects of work. You could add bookkeeping, you could add writing or bar association work to this, but what percent of your time is taken up by these various things? And that's a good way to see where should your investment or attention be in the solutions. Thank you for tuning into the Profit With Law podcast. Your feedback is extremely valuable to us as well as helping us reach more people with this valuable content. Please leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast directory. Join us again next time when we are back with even more strategies to profit with law.